Amen. Come on, do you believe Him for it tonight? Come on, is it more than words? Do you really believe Him for it? Can you stand on His promise tonight? Oh God, we praise You. We thank You for what we already feel happening in this place. Amen. I'm so thankful for the Word of God. Amen. That when there seems to be no way, He is the way. Amen, amen, amen. I am so very thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. And so thankful for what I feel. The song earlier said, we need a move. We ought to feel that way every time that we come into the house of God. God, we need a move. God, if we come in here and we go through the motions and all the things that we're supposed to do and sing all the right songs and take up the offering and do the announcements and preach a word and then we leave and go to the restaurant and we get caught in that vicious cycle and we don't give God an opportunity to move, then we have missed it. But I believe tonight that God has broken up that fallow ground and He started something in this place tonight. Amen. I believe that God's not done yet, but He's only just begun what He wants to do in this service tonight. Amen. There's sometimes with services like this that you feel like, Lord, where do we go from here? And I'm here to tell you tonight, I know where we're going from here. You're just going to have to pray that God would help me get there and help you get there. Amen. I know I have a word from the Lord tonight, but I pray every ear would be open and I pray that my lips would be anointed to deliver His word. Amen. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Leviticus chapter 12. We'll also read from verse 14. Chapter 14. Leviticus chapter 12. We'll begin reading at verse 6. It says, And when the days of her purifying are fulfilled, for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring a lamb of the first year for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation unto the priest who shall offer it before the Lord and make an atonement for her and she shall be cleansed from the issue of her blood this is the law for her that hath born a male or a female and if she be not able to bring a lamb then she shall bring two turtles or two young pigeons, the one for the burnt offering and the other for a sin offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for her, and she shall be clean. Leviticus chapter 14, verses 21 through 22, and then down to verse 30. Verse 21 says, And if he, speaking of a leper, if he be poor and cannot get so much, the Amplified Bible says, but if the cleansed leper is poor and his means are insufficient. I'm so thankful tonight that he took one look at our insufficiencies and he said, I'm, I'm going to put that into consideration. It says, but if he, the cleansed leper, is poor and his means are insufficient. Then he shall take one lamb for a trespass offering to be waived, to make an atonement for him, and one-tenth deal of fine flour mingled with oil for a meat offering and a log of oil. 
and two turtle doves and two young pigeons such as he is able to get and the one shall be a sin offering and the other a burnt offering skipping down to verse 30 and he shall offer the one of the turtle doves or of the young pigeons such as he can get even such as he is able to get the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering with the meat offering and the priest shall make an atonement for him that is to be cleansed before the Lord. This is the law of him in whom is the plague of leprosy whose hand is not able to get that which pertaineth to his cleansing. In the one you had a woman who there was a possibility if she be not able to bring a lamb and then you find the leper, and the word says, whose hand is not able to get that which pertaineth to his cleansing. And tonight, for just a little while, I want to talk to you on this subject. If you are not able, if you are not able, Father, I come before you right now, God, with such a heavy burden in my spirit. God, I pray that you would anoint these lips of clay. God, I pray that you would help me to deliver this word, God, how you gave it to me. And I pray that somebody who is in this place tonight, God, would give you everything they've got. God, that they would give you, Lord, what they have tonight. God, and if there are any in the place tonight that feel like they are not able... God, open their eyes. Let them see, oh God, that there is more in them than they realize. That they have more to contribute tonight than they even know. I pray right now that you would open every ear and heart to receive this word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. You can be seated tonight. The law required... Some things, and it was so very detailed. Whether it was childbirth or leprosy or boils or a household plague or my personal favorite, miscellaneous. What to wear, how to do it, what to kill, what to cut away, what to keep, what to burn, what to discard, and what to offer up. If you want to be cleansed, this is what you have to do. If you want to be made whole, this is what is required of you and your family. If you want to be set free from the sins that have had you bound, this is what we are asking of you. This is the animal that we are requiring. This is the way you go about sacrifice. Some of them said they needed to take blood and put it on the right ear and the right thumb and the right big toe. And then get oil in the left hand and, and grab some of it with the right hand and sprinkle the oil seven times unto the Lord. So many details and sometimes reading through it we get lost in all of the different things and all of the different requirements that were supposed to mean something. And for us perhaps it doesn't, but for these people it meant everything. To make sure that they followed each and every detail by the book was so important. And I've come to tell you tonight, if it's a matter of salvation, then it's still a matter of going by what the book says. It's not a matter of opinion. It's not a matter about what anyone else is doing. If this is what God's law says, is this is what His Word says, then I want to make sure that I too am paying close attention to the details. 
If it meant they could be deemed cleansed. If it meant that for the time being they could live free from their sin. My, what we would do for that. Each animal given for a specific offering. Each one came with distinct purpose. Some for a meat offering. Some for a wave offering. Some just for a scapegoat. Some for a sin offering. Some a burnt offering. Some a trespass offering. And while the law was important and their sacrifice meant so much, it all served a purpose. And God knew what that purpose was and His people knew what that purpose was. It doesn't matter what outsiders thought. It doesn't matter what the neighbor down the road might have thought about the ritual that was happening. I know what it means when I get buried in blood. I know what it means when I get down on my knees and go to the Lord in prayer. I know what it means to be baptized in the precious name of Jesus and come out of that water filled with His Spirit as I speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. And so it is, if you want to be free, if you want to be whole, if you want to be cleansed, this is what is required by law for you to offer in order to truly be forgiven. And so it is we go and we take inventory of what we have to offer And we begin to think, what could I begin to offer the Lord? What do I have that I could possibly give Him? And it is here that we paint this picture of God. That if I somehow choose the wrong one, if I somehow grab the wrong lamb to sacrifice, if I somehow choose the wrong song to sing, if I choose to give the wrong amount in the offering, if I somehow mess all of this up, that God is going to stone me and crucify me and shame me. That if I somehow miss it and I'm not able to give what is being required of me, that God is going to ridicule me and God is going to frown on me and say, how dare you not give me more than that? How dare you not give me more than you're offering me right now? And we paint this picture of God that is so very far from the truth. For he saw a woman who has just been put through months of carrying a baby inside of her womb who then delivers this child and eight days later is required to bring a sacrifice. She's required to bring a lamb so that she could be deemed clean. And she says, okay, here is my lamb. And we look at that and we say, well, she can't, she can't bring that. She can't afford to do that. So let's mark her off the list. She just, she went through all of this and, and we're going to cut her some slack and, and we're just going to be done with her because she can't offer what the law says. She can't bring what the law is saying that she has to bring. It said she's got to bring a lamb and she's saying she can't bring a lamb so we're going to mark her off. She's got some insufficiencies. She's got some hang-ups. She's got some things that deem her useless and she can't be used for the kingdom of God. No. For the word says, if you were not able, if circumstances have put you in a place where you cannot afford to bring that, if situations have put you in a place where you don't have it like you used to have it, and you can't offer what you used to offer, then another way would be made for her, and she could bring turtle doves, or she could bring pigeons, or she could offer something. Leviticus 14 begins to talk about a leper. 
Because you are a leper. You're not able to work. You're not able to go to the market. You're not able to do all the things everybody else gets to do. So getting a lamb is already a problem. But then you've got to take care of that lamb. You've got to feed that lamb. You've got to nurture that lamb. Well, how am I going to get the stuff to nurture that lamb? How am I going to get the things to provide for that lamb? And so now not only am I hung up because I'm not able to get a lamb, but now I'm not able to get the things that the lamb needs. And now I'm just painting myself further in a corner, and I already feel unclean, and I already feel useless, and I already feel like an outcast. And if I can't bring this to God, then what am I going to do? Well, you can't offer anything, so we'll write you off. You're insufficient, so we can't use you. No, he said, I want what you can get your hands on. Whatever you can get your hands on, that's what I want you to give. Time and time again, it says, such as he can get. Whatever he could get his hands on. He said, give such as you can get. Give me your best. If all you get your hands on is a dove, then bring the dove. If all you get your hands on is a lamb that doesn't look great and is not the best, but you have a lamb, then bring that. If you can get a pigeon somehow and catch it and bring that, then I will receive that offering from you. You see, the thing about turtle doves and pigeons is they were everywhere. They were easy to come by. That's why anybody could bring those. And that's why God said, I'm going to lower the bar for you because I want to make a way for you. I want to give you the opportunity to worship. I want to give you the opportunity to be clean. I want to give you the opportunity to be set free from your past. He made it possible so everybody could give something. Lift your hand right now and say, I can give something. Even the kids say, I can give something. I can offer something that is worth something to God. I can offer a sacrifice of praise. It may not be what theirs is. It may not be what it once was. But I can give something. For it is more about my willingness and my obedience. Hear me, I'm not talking about dollar bills tonight. I'm talking about worship. I'm talking about your heart and your involvement in the kingdom of God. I'm talking about giving of yourself to a cause for the body of Christ. I'm talking about giving yourself at an altar or giving that thing that God has asked you for to be put down. And we somehow and sometimes struggle bringing our lambs and pigeons and doves and so we decide not to bring them all together. We have this hang up and we have these questions and these thoughts in our mind and and while there are no doubt many reasons for that. I believe that God shared with me three different reasons that are the strongest points that I know even I have dealt with from time to time. And I want to share those with you. Number one, because He is worthy of what you call better. Because you come with your sacrifice and you say, Oh, I can't give this to you, God. After all you've done for me, you gave your life for me. 
How could I possibly give you this little pigeon? How could I possibly give you this little dove when you gave your all for me? And so because I cannot match his sacrifice and because I cannot match what I deem what I think is worthy, then I just refrain from giving all together and say, I I can't do this. I can't take this to Aaron and his sons. They'll shame me. They'll laugh at me. My neighbor will know that I'm poor. Everybody around me will know that I'm insufficient and I can't provide better. How embarrassing. And we do the same thing when we come into the house of God. If somebody saw me bring that to the altar. Oh the shame that would come my direction. The looks that I would get. And so I, I, I can't bring this. It's too embarrassing. So Aaron I, I apologize. But maybe next year. Maybe next year I'll stir up something. But it can't be this. Number two. We have a lamb to give. But we choose not to give it because it's not perfect. It's not spotless. So we settle for a perfect pigeon instead of a lamb with a limp. We lower the bar of what we give or if we give it all because what we have seems so far from perfect. Oh God, I saw what sister so and so brought. My, what a fine lamb that was. What a sacrifice of praise and offering that she lifted up to God today. I don't have that to give. I'm looking at what I have to offer God. And and then Brother Malachi, he brings such worship with him. And he comes and he offers it up and it's so pure and perfect. And then I'm looking at what I've got. And it's ugly and it's marred and it's scarred from the world. How in the world could I offer that when my neighbor is sending something so superior than mine? And number three... Because you feel like you have offered him something better before. God, there was once upon a time where I was able to do so much more for you. I was able to fast longer. I was able to pray longer. I was able to teach. I was able to do all these different ministries. God, but I have found myself in a place where I am weary and well-doing. I have found myself in a place where I can't give financially the way that I used to. I've retired now and, and finances are strained or, or my job situation has changed. And because of all the economic struggles in our world, I can't give to the church. I can't give to the foreign mission field like I used to. I can't give Give my very best. And I've offered it to you before God. And now I'm ashamed to give you what I've got left. Because you deserve so much more. I ask you tonight. Just give it anyways. Whatever you've got to give to God. I ask you to give it anyways. God, it may not be much. It may be marred. It may be lesser than what I've given you before. It may not be what they gave you. It may not be what pastor can offer. It may not be what other Sunday school teachers can give. But God, I am not able to bring all those things that I want to bring you. But I will not be ashamed to bring you what I have any longer. I will not hold back my praise any longer. I will not keep back this offering any longer because I've got to be 
be clean. Because I've got to be saved. Because I've got to give you a wave offering tonight. And so God, whatever you're asking of me, I will give it tonight. God knows what you can give. And he knows what you cannot give. He's not asking you to do something tonight that you're not capable of doing. Let's be real tonight. There are times you are not able to give what you really want to give. You ever been there? I'm not talking about laziness or weariness. or I'm talking about you were put in a place where you could not do what you wanted to do for God. It wasn't God's fault. It wasn't your spouse's fault. Life circumstances happened. You were put in a place where you couldn't afford a lamb. You were put in a place where you couldn't bring anything less than a turtle dove. And anything more than a turtle dove. There are times you are truly not able. There was a lame man who could not get to Jesus. He was physically unable to get to Jesus. But he had four friends that said, you might not can get there, but we can help get you there. We can help make a way. Leper, you may not can get a lamb, but I've got a lamb that you can have. I've got somebody that I can offer you that's good enough. You may not can get to Jesus the way you want to get to Jesus, but we're going to get you to Jesus. And so they get there. And they just walk right in. Oh no. Even the four friends reach this place where they are not able to get in. Because the crowd was so great. Because somebody had found a source of strength and healing and power. And the crowds came. But they said, well we could sit and say, well we're not able. We're just going to go home. But they said, no. If we're not able to go in this way, then we're going to find another way. Because we are going to get to Jesus. We are going to find a way to make this happen. And so they come down from the roof and Jesus heals their friend. There was a blind man that had to be led by his hand, by his friends to Jesus. And when he gets to Jesus, boom, it's done. Oh no. The Bible says Jesus then taking him by the hand and begins walking him away from the crowd and everybody else. And he says, buddy, I'm going to do something for you, but we're going to get away from all these people because there's some doubters here. And I'm going to take you. I know you're not able to do it right now. I know you're not able to see it right now, but I'm fixing to make a way for you to see. I'm fixing to make a way for everything to be different than what you're living with. It doesn't matter what you're able and not able to do. God knows, and he's already got it marked down, and he's going to take care of you. He could have said, oh, come on, blind man. Oh, never mind. Never mind. You're not able. But he said, oh, no. I'm going to make a way. Dead girl. Lazarus. You name it. Dead and gone. Physically. Cannot do anything for themselves. They are not able to do anything. They are dead. But someone intervened. Someone got involved. 
Someone made a way where there was no way. And he called out to them. And he told them they were only sleeping. That they were not going to be healed by death any longer. And they were to come out of that sleep. And come out of that tomb. And come out of that darkness. And come out from where they are. You say, I'm not able. That's okay. God knows you're not able. And he says, hey, I'm here now. And when I am here, I am able to do exceeding and abundantly above all you could ask or even think I know you're not able but I am able I know you have hang ups but I was hung up on a cross so that I could take care of those hang ups he sees tonight some of you are not able to cry because you've shed so many tears you're like the psalmist God I'm so weary of my crying that my throat is dried Mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. You're weary, so you cry. And then you're weary of your crying. He sees tonight you're not able to run the aisles like you used to. He sees tonight you're not able to bring up the perfect lamb. He knows you're not able to give financially the way you used to give. He knows you're not able to do the things for him you want to do for him in this season. That's why he made a way for you to bring whatever you can. Whatever I can get my hands on. Whatever I can get involved in. Whatever work I can do for you, God. I want to do it, Lord, because I want to offer it. As a praise to you. If all you can do is shout hallelujah, then you ought to let out a shout like you've never shouted before. If all you can do is just pick up your right leg, then you ought to just keep picking it up until you can start to move the other leg. If all you can do is spin in a circle, then say, God, I'm going to spin until my circumstance change. It don't have to be perfect. It don't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to outdo your last lamb. Just give what you've got. Give that offering of praise. Give that offering of sacrifice. Give it unto the Lord. I want to ask you the same question that God asked me this week. That I had to ask myself. Can I afford more than I am giving? I'm not talking about this tonight. If you feel led in your spirit to write a big old check tonight, I'm not taking the offering at the end of service for that. If you feel led to do that, that's your business. I'm not talking about dollar bills. I'm talking about your own involvement in the kingdom of God. I'm talking about your own sacrifice of worship and praise. I'm talking about your own dedication and prayer life and daily devotion and walk with God. Am I giving what I can afford? Am I giving you my very best? Or am Am I refraining because it's not perfect? Am I keeping it back because I'm too weary? Am I keeping it back because somebody else prays better than I pray? And they sing better than I sing? And they've got more money in the bank than I do? God, help us to give more than we've ever given before. Let me give of myself daily. Let me climb on an altar and say, I offer myself a living sacrifice. I want to be holy and acceptable unto you, God. I want to be pleasing to you, Lord. I want to send up a a sweet fragrance into your throne room. I want to give you what I know I'm capable of giving. 
And if we're honest, most of the time what we say we know we can give, we can usually give more than that. If we say, I know I can give this much, there's usually a way we can give more than that. There's the hand, the head, the heart method. The hand says, I have this, I know I can contribute it right now, and it doesn't bother a thing. That's what we're coming to God with and saying, I've got this sacrifice, I can give it right now. But God says, what about in your head? Well, if I move some money around or if I move some time around, I could pray more. If, I, if I'd shut the screen and, and do different things, I could fast more and, and push the plate away. There's other things that I could do. And my head gets involved. And so then I stretch it out a little bit longer. And there's now more than I can contribute than what I was offering with my hand. And then there's something in my heart that says, Oh God... This is what my hand can give. And this is what I've thought about. I can move around. But my heart wants so much more than that. My heart is desperate for more of you. My heart is so desiring of a walk with you like I've never had before. That I will do whatever you ask of me. I'm never going to give a big enough offering that is going to impress God. I'm never going to do something so awesome that's going to impress God. Other than this, what impresses God is when He sees what little you do have. What marred offering you do have. What ridicule you have been carrying around and you give anyways. For there was a widow woman with two mites. And Jesus said, listen to me. This poor widow has given a larger offering than any of the wealthy. Catch this. For the rich gave. We're givers. Oh, I love to give. The rich gave out of their surplus. But she sacrificed out of her poverty and gave to God all that she had to live on. This isn't just what I've got for today. This is what was going to carry me on for a few more days. This is what was going to keep me for a few more days. This was my, my heart offering. I, I had something I could have given less in my hand. And I thought about it and I could have moved some things around. But the two mites, me putting that in is everything. That's my heart offering. That's the sacrifice that I, I probably am not able to give. But he's asked it of me so I'm going to give it anyways. You may never give as much as you financially gave. And you may not give as much as somebody else is financially giving right now. You may never give as much time to prayer as somebody else is giving. You may never worship like somebody else is worshiping. But if you will give to God what you have to give Him, my, what a difference it could make. Yeah. I want to ask you tonight, what would happen in your life, in your home? At Greater Life Church, in our community, in our city, in our state, in our world, what could happen if every person in this place tonight said, God, I am going to give what I can. 
I'm going to give my very best. It may not be what it once was. It may not be what everybody else is giving, but it's what I have to give. If there would be a spirit of unity, almost like the book of Acts when they sold all their possessions and they got rid of everything and they said, we're going to give it out as we need to. What would happen if every person in this place said, God, I am going to offer my best sacrifice. I'm going to offer the best that I've ever offered you. And I've served you for a long time. I tell you what would happen. It would transform your life. It would transform your job site. It would transform your neighborhood. Everything you know would be different because you surrendered it all to God. I believe that if we would do this, that we would see a level of involvement like never before. That there would be a line of people waiting on a waiting list to teach Sunday school. That there would be a waiting list for people to usher. That there would be a waiting list of people to greet and say, I, I know you want to greet, but we've got so many right now. They're, they're not even greeting once a month right now because there's so many that have signed up and are getting involved. And we, we've got our prayer room so packed, we've had to open up the doors and people are praying in the sanctuary. And now this is a prayer room too. And we've got to open the doors because there's people praying out in the foyer. Come on, that's what happens when everybody decides to say I'm ready to do more I'm ready to give my best I know I'm not able to do some things but what I am able to do I'm going to do it with my whole heart I'm going to give it everything that I've got I may not can sing but I can teach I may not can teach but I can smile and shake somebody's hand I may not can shake somebody's hand. That may not be my thing and I might be uncomfortable, but I can get in a prayer room before service and get on my knees and I, I could create an atmosphere for God to work in. There is something I can do. There is something I can contribute. There is a way that I can get involved. If I can't afford the asking price, well, you know what? He'll step in and make the difference up every single time. He's not going to leave you without hope. He's not going to leave you without help. He becomes the very difference maker we need. When I could not afford a lamb, he said, hold on, I've got you. For I'm the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. I know you can't afford a lamb. That's why I'm going to robe myself in flesh. And I'm going to be the lamb. Because not one of you can afford to pay the price that's got to be paid. So I'm going to give myself a ransom. I'm going to pay that debt and that penalty and I'm going to die on the cross and I'm going to do it for you and for you and for you because you couldn't afford a lamb because you couldn't afford the sacrifice that was good enough and holy enough and perfect enough so I'm going to be that for you he knows what you have is sometimes not sufficient but do you know what happens when what we have is not sufficient? He shows up. 
Oh, it hurts me so many times when I'm praying and I feel this one struggling with this and, and this one hurting with that and this one's got this sickness and, and you feel so widespread and you're trying to minister and you're trying, you can't be everybody's savior. We know that, but you, you can't help but be moved with compassion and want to try to help all of these needs. But you know what's so wonderful about God is when I'm not able to reach over here and do this and reach over here and do that, that God God says, hey, I'm able to do that. I'll open the blind eyes over here. Well, over here, we don't have blinded eyes, Jesus. That's all right. I'll unstop the deaf ear over here. I'll do whatever needs to be done right here. I'll move on the front row. I'll move on those in the back. I'm not restricted or restrained. They brought all kinds, all manner of sickness. Lame, blind, deaf, dumb, they all came. And they all left healed. It doesn't matter what you came in with. It doesn't matter what you thought was insignificant. He's not just a healer of the blind. He's a healer of the broken heart. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He's a, we sing it, but do you believe it? He is the way where there is no other way. He's still the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's still the prince of peace. He's still the lily of the valleys, the bright and morning star. He is still Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. He's still Jehovah. Shalom, the God that is my peace. He is still all that you need and more. He's saying, I am that I am. I am able tonight to be whatever you need me to be. He who knew no sin became sin. And he nailed it to the cross for me. He became the propitiation, my mediator. He gave himself a ransom and became my provision and my way of escape. Believe me, I know my limitations tonight. Can you be there with me? When you look at the mirror and say, Oh God, I can't offer you my best. Because my best was a long time ago. God, I can't do what I used to do. I'm not who I used to be. Thank God. Thank God. And he's saying, I, I know. I know. I know you can't give what you used to give. But where the law said you had to give this, keep reading. Because I've also said, whatever you can get your hands on would be acceptable to me. Whatever you could do, I, I would deem that worthy enough. Oh, but God, I don't want it to just be worthy enough. I want to do more than my reasonable service. God, I want to give you so much more. God, I know my shortcomings. I know what I have to offer. And it seems so pitiful at times. I'm looking at my lamb and, and it's spotted. And it's got a limp leg and a blind eye. And it's just, it's not what I want to give you. So I'm here tonight saying I'm not able to bring a lamb worthy enough. I came in tonight to say I'm, I'm not able. We can bring our lambs and we can bring our doves and our pigeons, but we are going to come to that place where you realize that wasn't going to cut it in the long run anyways. Because there is only one that is good enough. There is only one that is so perfect and so pure. And the devil would like nothing more than for us to feel like we will never have a good enough sacrifice to make up for our mess. 
But we need to remind Him tonight that there has already been such a sacrifice. It's already been done. It's already been finished. That doesn't mean I quit giving. That doesn't mean I quit sacrificing. But the penalty for my sin has already been paid. That blood has already been applied and wiped over and blotted it out and took away the sin-scarred stain over my life. And that's already been done. One day in Pilate's hall, there came one named Jesus. And Scripture said he looked him over. And he said... I see no fault in him. I've looked this lamb over and he's perfect. I find no fault in him. He's the, and yet this is the one that we're going to take and we're going to crucify. What are you saying? I'm saying there's no blemish. No mark of sin, no deceit, no broken bones, no report of his shortcoming. I've looked and from what I can see, this lamb is perfect. I want to know tonight, are any of you thankful for that perfect lamb? That when he went before Pilate, Pilate says, oh, I I don't see anything. I, I don't see any spots. I don't see any wrinkles. And he's sitting there smiling saying, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm that spotless lamb. I'm the one that came to die for the sins of the world. I'm the one that came down from glory. And I walk this life sinless so that I could be enough when you were not enough. That when you couldn't afford to bring a lamb and you couldn't afford to buy a lamb, that I showed up on the scene and say, you don't have to afford it. I give myself. I lay my life down down on this cross I give it freely oh how he loves you oh how he loves me that he would give up his life in that fashion let's all stand all over this house Leviticus said and when the days of her purifying are fulfilled for her son or for a daughter she shall bring a lamb For the first year for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering. Why? Because she wants to be cleansed. She wants to be deemed cleansed. Scripture says this is the law for her. Boy, we hear law and we lay down the law. Jesus said, hold on. If she be not able to bring a lamb. Maybe circumstances have put her in a place where she can't. She wants to. She wants to provide such a beautiful gift. But she can't. Maybe she's a single mother. Maybe she's a widow. Maybe she's somebody that wants to do more but physically cannot do more maybe it's a leper that can't go get the things necessary if she be not able to bring a lamb then she shall bring two turtles or two young pigeons that's what I'll accept if she can't bring a lamb Luke chapter 2 verse 21 and when eight days There's that law of eight days. Oh, I love this. When eight days were accomplished, for the circumcising of the child and his name was called. 
His name was called Jesus. Which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification according to what? The law. Mary was even being obedient to what that law said. Verse 23, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Verse 24, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. What are you saying? I'm saying Mary brought two turtle doves or two pigeons. Even the mother of Jesus was so poor, she was not able to bring a lamb. Don't you know of all people that could have been so humiliated? Here I am, the one that is going to give birth to the Lamb of God that is going to take away the sins of the world. And yet even I... Even I can't afford to bring a lamb. Even I can't afford to bring something so beautiful. Oh, but Mary. But Mary. Verse 22 says, And when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Oh, Mary, you did have a lamb. You did have a lamb that you brought. Just as we bring our babies and we dedicate them to you. You came and you said, I I don't have much. All I've got is two turtle doves. All I've got is two pigeons. But God, I want to be right with you. I want to be cleansed, oh God. Not just because the law commands me to do it. Not just because the word of God tells me you've got to do this and you've got to do that and you've got to do this. But because I want to. I want to be cleansed. I want to be saved. I want my heart right with you, God. She was so poor that she couldn't afford to give what some of the other girls could give. She couldn't impress anybody. She couldn't do anything special. And don't you know, if anyone wished to give something grand and perfect, it was his own mother Mary. But if we are going to be honest, sometimes we are, like her, we're just not able. We came into this place tonight, and earlier, even when others were responding, we sat there and saying, Oh God. I can't give you that. I can't offer that to you. Look at what they're giving you right now. And God's saying, don't worry about that. Just give me whatever you can. And I promise you that when you give it, I will receive your praise. I will get that blood and apply it. I will send out that scapegoat to let the world know you are cleansed and you are
are set free. I pray right now all over this house, every hand would be lifted, every eye closed. God, tonight, Lord, there are so many insecurities, so many failures, so many faults, so many marred lambs, God, so many turtle doves of praise and offering that are insignificant to us. But God, whatever I can give to you tonight, Lord, I'm going to give it. I'm not going to be ashamed. If Mary could come with those two turtle doves after facing all the shame and all the eyes of being pregnant, Oh, God, if she could do that and still bring what she had and offer it up so that she could be cleansed. God, then let me give what I can. God, if there's a leper in the house tonight and their spirit is marked and scarred and they're spotted in their spirit, Lord, and they're not able to get much, but God, if there be somebody that will point them to another lamb and say, He already paid the price for you. I open these altars right now for anybody that wants to come and say, God, it's not much, but it's my all, God. I give you everything again, Lord. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to give more financially. I'm going to stretch myself this year. God, I'm going to fast until it hurts. I'm going to pray, God, until I am weary of the tears, oh God. And then I'm going to pray some more until I see the results of what I've been praying for. God, tonight, Lord, we want to see involvement again. God, we want to see hands to the plow again. We want to see our Sunday school classes full of teachers. We want to see the prayer room full of people praying. We want our ministries to thrive. Not so that others could look on and applaud us. But because we want to offer it to you, oh God. Oh Lord, I don't feel able tonight, God. But Lord, what I have is sufficient. What I have, you have declared enough, oh God. I give you my last hallelujah. I give you my last bit of strength. I give you my last bit of energies. I give you the last few years of my life. I give you all the years of my life. Oh, he kata robo satara bahakata.